Hey everybody, it's Kadabra from Smoke to Smoke. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give y'all the 411 on two companies with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. You've heard me talk about these guys in previous episodes because I really love what they've got to offer. If you're looking for some high-quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys at 3Chi and Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, and even want to have the option to customize your own bundles, check out Moonwalker. Now, 3Chi, on the other hand, is near and dear to my heart because, as you guys know, I talk a lot about their HHC products, but they've got so much more than that. They've got Delta 8 and Delta 9 edibles, and I'm talking taffy and cereal bars, not just the cookies and gummies. They've also got a nice selection of CBD carts, different blends for different needs like sleep and inflammation. So be sure to check these guys out. I'll link them in the show notes along with my affiliate links. Use this for a little bit off on me. It mean a lot. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I might have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I will discuss some of the social stigmas faced by cannabis consumers within their communities and online with the help of my friend Cuddy from another podcast called Virtual Smoke Lounge. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I am simply resenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now let's light up and dig in. The stigma surrounding cannabis began sometime in the 1930s, when mass re-education and law changes concerning cannabis not only swept the nation, but the entire globe. Racial tensions and political agendas were the primary forces behind the creation of the stigma of weed, and there's no denying that even in the light of legalization, the stigma surrounding cannabis use, regardless of it being recreational or medicinal, still very much exists today, Even though it has gotten drastically better in comparison, it still exists, which is a problem. An example, one study from the University of British Columbia found that medicinal cannabis users were frequently labeled as irresponsible and unreliable potheads by a variety of people, including employers, colleagues, and even healthcare providers. The misconceptions by non-cannabis consumers can be very persistent 
And that is due to the very persistent misinformation that has been propagated in the media for such a long time. I mean, from the 1930s to now, that's a long time to be dishing out hate about weed. Many cannabis consumers, especially those from decades prior, often have experiences, um, or at least they can recall a time where they feared the status laws or the shame targeted upon them from peers outside of the cannabis community because the fact they smoke. Um, The stigma associated with cannabis is typically tied to how frequently you smoke and that's when you get called a pothead and stuff if people think you smoke too much and certain methods of cannabis consumption. So that would be smoking as opposed to consuming edibles. Most people, even today, prefer consuming edibles just because they don't like the way that smoking, they don't like the way it feels, they don't like the way, um, I guess, it makes them, um, I guess, some people don't even care how they hourly are portrayed, but so they just don't like the way it makes them feel. So there is that stigma of just the different um, methods of consumption. However, not all cannabis consumers experience stigma in the same way, uh, nor to the same degree, and therefore not all cannabis consumers are equally stigmatized. In a 2015 report by the ACLU, they found that weed and, my bad, Cannabis use is roughly equal among black and white people, yet black people are 3.73 times as likely to be arrested for cannabis possession. Typically, it's harder to be open about cannabis consumption in communities of color, um, in both, both in person and online, um, to, due to previous and current reactions to the herb by law enforcement. So amongst one another, and it's different from just being out and about, um, even just different parts of where you live in California, different parts of where you live here, people react differently to the plant. Not everybody treats it the same and people, they can either be very cool about it or they can overreact like a motherfucker about it. But today I wanted to discuss some of the common misconceptions surrounding cannabis use and highlight some of the stigma faced within the cannabis community as a whole. Also, for this episode, um, besides getting the help of Cuddy from the Virtual Smoke Lounge, which she's about to hop on here in a second, um, I got the help of the Cannabuzz community um, to get some insight from smokers who've been doing the damn thing for a minute and can actually tell me from their experience being within it living during that time what it was like experiencing that stigma and I wanted to give them a quick shout out before we got into the show because the insight was extremely appreciated and very helpful in the creation of this all right let's try again I don't know I guess I just needed to update hopefully it works this time all right cool all right y'all I got Cuddy here from the virtual smoke lounge to help me break down some of the stigmas and weed and if you could introduce yourself and let us know what's up with Virtual Smoke Lounge, what y'all got planned and what y'all are doing right now before we get started. Yes, ma'am. Yo, 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 it's your girl. Roll, relax, repeat, a.k.a. Cuddy, man, from the VSL. 
aka virtual smoke lounge pretty much the vsl is a bunch of talented individuals connecting with everybody through cannabis that's that's what we're doing um we have an event coming soon it's gonna be we calling it the vsl live we're gonna be in dc in september we just got a lot of stuff going on we also got a podcast as well y'all can check that out uh the virtual smoke lounge podcast on spotify fuck with us let's get it big vsl let's get it yes okay okay so now let's get into the episode so today we're going to discuss some of the stigmas that people who smoke weed experience in both in person and online um what what are some like do you experience a lot of stigmas in your area has that changed over the years or like i don't know where you're at if it's legal or not or like just what what's it like well where i'm at i'm i'm in ohio and it's uh medicinal here so uh eh, it, it, we still get the stigmas and shit with everybody like i don't even really like going to the dispensaries here because they, they're overpriced the flower don't be a hundred percent at all and then if you are smoking out here you just gotta watch out like the main reason i got my card is so if i if i got pulled over you know i wouldn't get fucked with and you will if your car smell like weed they fucking with you if you smell like weed they fucking with you like it's just that's why i like to you know at the vsl <laughs> in my own little cocoon safe at home you know, in peace. So yeah, it is a lot of stigmas and stuff out here. I even experienced it with family as well. Like, I feel like a lot of them, they think it's, oh, just, just trying to get high. I'm like, no, it's, it's beyond that. Like I've been smoking for 17 years at this point. Like it's not that I love the plant. I'm passionate about the plant and the mission is to free the fucking plant. (laughs) Period. Yeah. I mean, like here it's weird like the stigma is like you it's very sneaky i see people like every from time and again i'll see them wearing like a shirt with a pot leaf on it but people are like ashamed to go the to the dispensary here meanwhile i love it i like smelling weed down the street before i get there but there's people <laughs> who are just like oh my god like like woo, just acting out because <laughs> it's it's i don't know it's i don't want to say it's the generation here because mm-hmm. like there's like the generation that I that I'm living around right now is also like the main hippies and stuff too, but it's also that divide of people that were like really against weed and stuff because of like gotcha. the Reagan era and everything. Yeah, but, that um, that era. I, I'm I. Oh my god, they. <laughs> I I can't even. I watched so many documentaries and shit about all the bullshit that be going on, and with with just drugs in general. You got people out here. They they making all these programs for people like uh, abusing prescription drugs and that's on heroin and a number of other shit. But we can't get something legalized that's beneficial to us. And I, I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, like, there's places that say, like, there's there's studies that have been done not to the large scale that we'd like to because it's not federally legal, but, mm-hmm. like, it, it's been medicinal in California probably, I think, the longest out of any state in the United States. 
Mm-hmm. And there, there's proof that it works. Proof is in the pudding that it's helping people. Yet they're still like, mm, I don't know. I still need to see some more proof. Like, what else do you need? Man, cannabis been around for over 2,500 years. What what other fucking proof they need? Man, I don't <laughs> what, know. What, what else? Like, what, what the fuck else? I mean, it's the proof is in the fucking pudding. Like, that's as simple as I could put it. When it comes down to cannabis, they just don't want people to come together. That's that's the fucked up part. They want to make sure everybody is separated and segregated and shit. That's that's why they want to legalize the shit. Because once they do, it's going to just better the world. I don't understand why they don't want a better world. Look at what the fuck is going on right now. Man, and we, we, we definitely going to talk about, like, we laws not here in the u.s but over in russia later in the episode but um i i really don't understand like there's i don't know i'm kind of like i'm flabbergasted and i'm getting high so i'm kind of like i'm getting stuck here in thought but um (laughs) (laughs) um like for, for the first thing on our list, um, a very common misconception is that consuming weed damages your brain cells. So it's stuff like hearing stuff like this, especially since it's been uh, propagated in the yeah. media so much in the past hundred years. Right. Um, the past hundred years has changed the game over the, even the past 2,500. That doesn't matter because the past hundred, the most recent with media that you can actually touch and see. Mm-hmm has been showing you that it's negative even if it's not yep <laughs> I, I don't the propaganda that just that that's what started this shit all and then you even got companies I was uh, researching earlier about these companies like there's a lot of companies going out of business because credit card companies will not support <laughs> the sale of cannabis at all so they're not working with these companies and it's fucking with people like if you have anything to do with cannabis like even on social media i don't give a fuck who you are you can be a cookies you could be a whoever they are fucking with you if you are in the cannabis space i don't give a fuck if you got one follower or one fucking hundred million followers they're going to fuck with you because it's not like the rules that I was reading up up about, you know, as far as shadow ban and all that shit on IG and shit. It's fucking ridiculous. I it's still don't ridiculous. understand the shadow ban. Yeah, and you talked to them. You said you, you, you was at the lounge and said you talked to these motherfuckers. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck. Like, I, what? <laughs> like, the shit that you told us? I was just in disbelief, but it makes a lot of sense because look at everybody's pages. Look at look at yeah. everybody's pages. Because yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm dropping followers, but it's like not like a big amount. Like after an episode, like maybe I said something to piss people off. It's like right. people here and there. So then I'm looking at these different accounts where people will at somebody, and I'll click on it, and it says user not found. So basically, it just gotten deleted. So much mm-hmm. attention's been drawn to that account that they're getting flag reported. Because not only is Instagram the problem, but it's like people within, like, whoever the information is getting out to, if you have the option to, like, hit the report button or the um, 
yeah, if, if enough people hit the report button, they're going to get flagged anyway. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So it starts yeah. with, so that starts with somebody flagging your shit. That's why I'm like, man, shout out to uh, Bray Hay 83. He is one of the reviewers that I've, I've known the last two fucking years. I ain't never seen somebody get their page deleted as many times as him in, uh, dope as yola shout out to him too like they constantly i'm talking about you gotta have a hater fucking with your page like it, it has to be like there's there's no other way they're saying what i read was as soon as your uh, account gets flagged or whatever there's like an ai a bot on your page that's going like you know monitoring your shit so anything that is deemed offensive under whatever the fuck uh instagram's bullshit ass regulations is as far as posting um content like you're you're fucked if you're shadow banned and you're trying to grow it's not fucking happening if your page is public you're gonna have to follow a bunch of motherfucking people because your shit is not if you're if you're public your shit ain't about to show up in people's feeds like i literally have to type in I have to type in a, a lot of people's like full fucking names, even pull up their IGs. And that's when yeah. I learned like what the fuck shadow ban was. I'm like, I didn't know that. And then somebody said they couldn't find my shit some months back. I'm like, oh, that, well, I got to be shadow banned then. <laughs> like, I, like, I say social media is like a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Like you can use it for so many positive things, but there's so much negative shit that make you don't that that makes you not even want to use social media like yeah, I I could... mean, lately it's more of like a curse because especially with like the mainstream places mm-hmm. um as many hashtags as you want to use that's a quick way to get bots to just spam the shit out of everything so not only ai looking at your page but bots just commenting and liking everything so you can't mm-hmm. actually tell what insights you're getting what pe- people actually like or what's going on exactly that I've seen that on YouTube as well, just doing these reviews and being a reviewer with this shit. You'll have bots in the comments and shit like that. Like, yo, what like what the fuck? Like, y'all worried about the wrong shit. You worried about me posting some legal fucking cannabis, <laughs> but this person they posting all types of legal ass shit, and their account is not fucked with, or these motherfuckers is spread spreading hate their account ain't fucked with like yeah. i i didn't see that massacre that happened in buffalo i seen the fucking video when dude was killing every fucking body I, how the what? fuck how, how how could i watch that how how was what? that even happening <laughs> like what <laughs> like how did that happen but y'all fucking with people that's trying to do positive see that's my point like they they don't want to see nothing positive look at what's going on in the world it's it's a negative energy this yeah. It's negative energy right now. I ain't I ain't really too fucking with it. That's why I mean shout out to Indica for the opportunity for even being a part of the virtual smoke lounge because that actually keeps me sane. I ain't gonna lie. That keeps my depression in fucking check. Like it just keeps my mood in check, vibing with everybody. So shout out to all the supporters and everybody, man. Shout out to Smoke the Smoke too, man. Cadabra is lit. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> Man, I love tuning into y'all. Y'all are always so fun. 
But let's actually kick into this list of stigmas and we'll get back into the um, social media later on. Okay. But to start out, uh, oh, I just dropped some ash on me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Technical oh. difficulties. <laughs> okay. So number one, um, like I said, people, a lot of people think that um, smoking weed damages your brain cells, but there's no solid evidence supporting that statement at all. Uh, right. There's actually research that suggests that uh, cannabinoids in some instances depending on which like there there are some like high levels of THC depending on the um, terpenes in it can have um, mental fogging effects but those are just temporary but mm-hmm. there are instances of cannabinoids protecting brain cells promoting the generation of cells and preventing brain damage depending mm-hmm. on the strain a uh, cannabis consumer can definitely feel um, less cognitively functional, like I said, but that's only uh, when you're actively high and that's not like a long-term brain damage thing. Right. And like, if you got pining in it, that's shown to like boost mental clarity and heighten short-term memory, actually. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. You just taught me yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I think uh, Green Crack might have a little bit of that in there or like Green uh, Crush. I don't know what they call it. Um, Mm -hmm. But then they also got like OG Kush. I got a little bit of that and some Delta 8 concentrate. Okay. But yeah, that's that's high in pinene. And uh, those um, strains that are high in pinene are very good um, if you're trying to like focus on something, get a task done, like study. I'm not necessarily promoting like studying or anything and um smoking weed i mean do what you do but it works for me it works for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. preach preach (laughs) yeah i don't understand how they can say um smoking weed is a gateway drug because i mean of course while smoking weed you can do other drugs like of course but it's but for it to be labeled as a gateway no yeah but like you don't you don't smoke like you don't smoke green crack and think you know what i want some actual crack this is not happening it it doesn't where's the correlation there is none there is none is when somebody tell me a fact that they smoked weed and thought about crack holler at me i ain't never heard that No, but let me tell you about that. So that theory of the gateway drug dates back to the 1930s with Harry Anslinger. Uh, He was the um, head of the FBI. And he was like, you know, Anslinging that bullshit around, spreading Mm. that weed, makes you kill people, get you hooked on hard drugs, doing all that crazy shit. Yeah, the reaper madness shit, yeah. Yeah. But um, a New York mayor... Mayor Lagarda, or I think uh, Lagardia, he mm-hmm. got together a group of doctors because he was like, this shit don't sound right. I hate hearing this mess. So I'm going to have these boys do some research on it. And they saw that there was an absence of addiction and weed. Like, there's no correlation. Um, weed does not make you want to kill folks. And weed does not make you want to do hard drugs, which is things that smoking as as a weed smoker you know but Mm -hmm. this dude was still like he was still mad um spreading that shit and 
Mm-hmm. When he found out that they they came out with the report, I think in 1944, he got very mad. He um, said they were lying, of course, and then he sued the mayor of New York and every person involved in the study. Wow, man, see, <laughs> like, come on, y'all, like, does that make any fucking sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. That's sad. That's that's honestly sad. Yeah, no, uh, he was mm-hmm. <laughs> he was adamant. He was like, if you this this shit's gonna get you hooked on that hard schmack, you're gonna be shooting up drugs after you smoke a doobie. Like, I don't under like where okay, where the fuck did he get this information from? Like, I wanna know, like, did he try weed and start doing crack or what the fuck happened no, 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 there? No, no. No, so he was like, um, before all this, he was super against alcohol because he was around during the Prohibition era. But then once that like made, once that got legal, he's like, I got to pick something else to pick on. He's like, I'm going to pick weed. Fuck weed. And then he just went with that. That's stupid. You should have went back and started fucking with alcohol again. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) That shit can kill you. Like, you can overdose on alcohol. I've never heard about a, a marijuana overdose. Oh, I got something else for you, too. But just so you know, um, right now, there are 2.5% of the world population. So about 147 million people that smoke weed or consume it in some way globally, compared to the 0.2% who consume cocaine or opiates. So it still seems like most people who smoke weed aren't doing hard drugs. Yeah. Seems but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so the only thing is like far as an overdose you can overconsume and you can, like green out but that's not really that's still temporary yeah, yeah. um I've, I've done that <laughs> yeah yeah that don't feel good but let's it humor don't. the idea for the second that you could like um you could overdose on weed because I looked it up mm. um. So if you got 1,500 pounds of weed, you got that? 1,500? Okay, 1,500 pounds. If you smoke that in under 15 minutes, you will die. Of course you would. It's 1,500 (laughs) pounds of something. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Who who would smoke 1,500 pounds? Like I can't even do the calculations of per minute, second of how many grams you would need out of 1,500 pounds. Like, oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, I think, like, if you smoke or consume 1,500 pounds of anything and under that, like, 15 minutes, you're going to die. Yeah. Regardless of what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck if it's weed, cheese. If you consume <laughs> that much of something. Well, I mean, like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so that makes sense. But y'all, But y'all see how... Like fifteen hundred fucking pounds, you can overdose. Nobody is smoking fifteen hundred fucking pounds a week <laughs> in fifteen minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You, you know, Raw came out with the new code so we can pack you in the fifteen hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how long that would take to smoke? Like I can't oh. even. Like how many years with fifteen hundred pounds? <laughs> there ain't no fucking way. 
Ain't no motherfucking way, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Woo, that's crazy as hell, man. <laughs> that's nuts. Oh, man. I just don't see. And even that, like, it, even with that information, why the fuck is weed still illegal? Because that's never going to happen in under 15 minutes. Y'all ain't got that to worry about. Worry about. The fuck? You have a higher chance of getting shot in 15 minutes than overdosing on some weed in 15 fucking minutes. And that's that's real spill. Like, real shit. Okay. I mean, I didn't even know that, but not, we got to see if okay, you got a timer? We're gonna see. We're on time. We're gonna have somebody go outside, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have somebody with this amount of weed smoking and see if they get shot first or if they can finish first. Man, listen, like <laughs> try li- the time that it would ch- like you would even fucking try. Like how how many grams would you have to smoke? Like they would have to put this motherfucker in one giant ass. I don't know. They have to do bone. some how high shit, okay? Make a big ass bong <laughs> and flood the fucking room for you to die. Like there is no other way. Ah, and I feel like even then you would still be okay <laughs> because you didn't consume that. That shit is in the air. You consume some <laughs> of that shit. The fuck, man. Make it make sense, y'all. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So next, um. A lot of people think that you can get addicted to weed the first time you try it. Hell no. Nah. Um, <laughs> there's Hell only nah. nine to 10% of people that ever develop some type of dependency on it, but that's after consuming regularly. That's not the first time you, or even the first couple times. Some mm-hmm. people don't even get high the first couple times they smoke. Man, I was fried. <laughs> but, oh, I was fried. I guess I just wasn't doing it right, but I smoked like a whole joint. I was like, mm, this just like, what the fuck did I just do? This was nothing. And it's like, that just wasted that. Cause I'd like, I had, um, what was it? It was like one of, it wasn't a rolling paper, but I made it work mm. like one. It was like yeah. one of those blotting papers from Mary Kay. Shout out oh. to Mary Kay, not sponsored. <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I used one of those, and it burned terribly. I was coughing. I was trying to, like, uh, stuff the towel under the bathroom, um, like, um, like where the door is. Yeah. So the smoke wouldn't get out, and it just, it was a bad time. But <laughs> I don't, I was like, I'm not going to do this shit again. And I think I waited about a year, maybe a year and a half before I, I smoked again. And the second time I was like, okay, okay. I was watching some Bob Ross. The mood was right. I was smoking right. And it, yeah. it worked. Yeah. Shout out, man. RP to Bob Ross, man. Man. But yeah. Okay. Hmm? I said, yeah, like my first time, <clears throat> like I said, at the lounge, man, I was, I was 17. And I was I was out with a young pimp, and we smoked. And I just remember being in this Cadillac, this pimped out ass caddy, 
And I remember when this shit hit me, we were smoking some kush. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is weed. Because I, I always been around it for a year. I had been around it for a minute, but I was like, nah, I ain't about to smoke that shit. Man, it was over. <laughs> it was <laughs> over. Like, I had my ups and downs with weed. Like, I definitely took a break because I had got some laced weed. Now, I don't know what the fuck it was laced with. Oh. But um, once you feel like you're on a fucking Titanic ship, <laughs> it's it, you gotta you gotta take a step back and reevaluate some shit. And that's what I did. I ain't smoked weed for like two or three years after oh, that. Wow. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, is this a new strain of weed? Like, hell nah, this is what the fuck they was talking about. Nah, that shit was laced. Probably they go back angel to the dust or something. Oh shit. <laughs> I like it was like I was I was tweaky, like I was tweaking the fuck out. Like, mm-mm, man, <laughs> crazy. No, see, that's my main reason for switching over to the medical cannabis in the first place was because, like, the street weed, not, like, no disrespect to the black market because not all dealers be throwing out that shit to you, but there is no way of telling until you consume it sometimes that it is laced and you mm-hmm. don't know with what it can kill you. It can. Like, they're putting fentanyl, uh, I don't know how the fuck they're infusing fentanyl or sprinkling it on weed. I don't know why that's a fucking thing, but it is. There's no reason to do that. There isn't. It's not even no reason to do that with uh, crack. Like, I don't... What's up with this fentanyl shit? Like, I... Y'all, man. I can't. (laughs) My mind be everywhere. My bad. (laughs) I just... I don't get... I mean, like, People, um, people aren't really asking for the, the people aren't asking for the shit in their drug. They're just getting it, and the dealers are just pushing it out there because they're just trying to make money. Yeah, and some people they are because they they gotta. I mean, they built up, I guess, some type of tolerance to that yeah. shit. So you got some addicts that do ask for that shit. You know, whatever drug of choice they're getting. <laughs> And they're taking the risk now. I, I I I really don't feel sorry for nobody that's doing doing that shit because like you you playing with your life. It's 50 50 you yeah. doing that motherfucking shit. But um for somebody just to hey, I'm about to call up blah blah and I get a bag from them and <clears throat> end up it got fentanyl or some crazy shit in it, and I end up passing or some crazy shit or whoever, bro. That's crazy as hell to me. That's crazy. Like why like why would you do that to weed? Like what there's the fuck? No, like there's no point in putting fentanyl or any type of hard drug in these street drugs for and the only purpose is to kill folks cuz like at this mm-hmm. point like it's not like not nobody really enjoys the high unless they're already addicted to the drug which you can't really get addicted to weed unless you're in that 9 to 10%. But mm-hmm. um yeah, like this is ridiculous. It is. It is. That was one of that was one of the reasons why I how I even stumbled upon uh CBD flower because I was, you know, I'm like, I ain't trying to take that chance. Like it was just too much shit going on in the city. And I was looking up some shit and I've seen these reviewers on YouTube and legit 
from there, I'm like, there's no fucking way I could order weed online. And it's this shit is legal. This shit look like weed. Like th- all I know, <laughs> all I know before I got into the cannabis space is literally like, all right, I like weed. I knew a couple of things about the plant, but I know so much more about cannabis. Like you was talking about the different terpenes and everything earlier and shit. I didn't know those could affect, you know, the plant and shit like that. There's a lot of things that I've learned in these last couple of years in this space. Like it is, it's crazy, but yeah, that's why I ended up, you know, fucking with CBD and I'm glad I did like shit. Cause I wouldn't have been able to, Link with all y'all dope ass people. Yeah, yeah. When I first heard about CBD, though, I was like, "Man, fuck that fake ass weed. Who trying to smoke that shit?" <laughs> um, took me some time to come around because I tried the CBD patches, and I guess I was expecting to get high off of it. And since I wasn't mm-hmm. getting that, I was like, "Like, it had no purpose to me." But yeah. later on, um, later on, as in probably within the past year, I was looking at YouTube videos like, um, what's his name? think taz is love and um shabazz and they do a lot of hemp reviews like hemp flower Mm -hmm. and the way they were hyping it up and like having the smoke sessions and stuff i'm like oh it's cool i can get into that and i was like (laughs) getting into the cbd flower before like while i was in the process of waiting on my um um medical card to process Mm -hmm. and i noticed like even though um I wasn't getting high off of it. It did help me quit um, with the nicotine because I was like smoking it in the uh, the hemp wraps, mm-hmm. and I was still using the nicotine gum for like I think I used it for maybe two, two, three weeks, and then I was able to um, cut myself off that. And now when I get home, um, at least for the first few months when I got home, I'd smoke a uh, hemp wrap filled with cbd flour okay and so it kind of tasted like tobacco i was getting that enjoyment out of it even though it wasn't really the real real deal yeah yeah i got fried i don't even know what the fuck i forgot which company so it must have been delta eight flour then because i'm I'm talking about nah it was regular it was matter of fact it's one of these companies i ain't about to uh, say they fucking name but i got it from uh them and i got buzzed i'm like yo there's no that and i continuously was like there's no fucking way there's no way and then the flower mm-hmm. i just kept getting it kept getting better and better but here's the thing i don't smoke every day so i feel like my tolerance is uh-huh. in the middle so I can smoke CBD and be cool. Now, I know there's some people I gave it to. They was like, oh, man, I, you know, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, yeah, you smoke you smoke gas all day, every day, 24 hours a day. Yeah, of course. But others, they were like, hey, this made me relax. This made me chill. So they start fucking with the CBD. And also, shit, I like doing one-on-ones. Like, I like putting CBD in D9 into my blunts and i'm trying to get the fuck back away from uh you know the 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 shells and the and the tobacco leaves and shit i'm trying to go back to papers because i don't i don't like tobacco like it's just fun to roll that shit in the shell (laughs) it just hit different i guess i don't know if that's the tobacco i don't know what the fuck but yeah i'm trying to go back well the 
the nicotine in the tobacco combines with the um, weed to make it a different type of high than you would get from if you smoked it with just a hemp paper or just like, a, well, a hemp wrap or just papers. Yeah, it makes sense. That make a lot of motherfucking sense. Because, but, um, man. Yeah. Yeah, some people get real sick if they mix the two of them together. Wow. Like CBD and uh, THC? No, 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 no. Like um, nicotine and THC. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can, I can see how that could fuck with somebody for real. Yeah. Yeah, but um, if you happen to consume 1,500 pounds of weed, you can smoke CBD, and that will help you mellow out the anxiety. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's a big anxiety killer. Like, I have severe depression and anxiety, and that shit be helping. Like, I have to, you know get it in with a cbd here and there <laughs> but i haven't really honestly this the, the hemp game is weird as hell right now and um it's a lot of alternative cannabinoids that's being popularized that i'm not really like i'll fuck with da but i'm not the other shit that they got coming out or that they got out i'm not interested in that so it's been hard kind of to find just straight just cbd just straight yeah. CBD. It's either DA, HHC, THCO, or something the hell else that they then came up, came up with. And that's cool. Do your thing, but that ain't I just want either CBD <laughs> or <Yeah>. D9. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's um a hundred about a hundred and seventeen different cannabinoids out there. So mm -hmm. um they've been um studied on for decades now. But yeah. they're only coming to market recently. A lot of them were just testing just to see um, the effect they would have on a human in the first place. And they weren't really meant to be like. The, everything that's coming out now is definitely ex experimental. It's not really meant for everyday use, especially not the THCO, mm -hmm. the THCP, the things that are like yeah, three yeah, times yeah. and 30 times stronger than THC, which fucking why? I see no point in that. <laughs> That's see okay, I, I here's a point. Now when you start fucking with that shit, and then you start talking about crack or some crazy ass shit, I understand because that shit is synthesized. They yeah. gotta they gotta synthesize this shit. It's derived from hemp and a plant, but it's still they gotta synthesize it to get it as strong as whatever percentage they put in the fuck up out of here. So. I don't see like getting higher than high. Like that's it, it gives hard drugs. Shout out to my sis in the command. It's giving hard fucking drugs. Period. Like, no, nobody got time for that shit. I don't want to be why? Why? Three times? Like, bro, no. <laughs> no, okay, look. So I um I got a cart. It said Delta 8 and big ass like writing on it. And I was like, cool. So I bought it. In yeah. tiny writing, it says THCO. Uh, Delta 10 and all the other stuff. I was like, uh -huh. fuck. So I'm yeah. not about to waste money. So I'm, I tried it out. Um, mm -hmm. I, at first, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm a little bit focused, uh, definitely yeah. in the zone. But I noticed, like, I could not, like, I was stuck. And, like, whatever oh, I was working wow. on, I was stuck on that. Hmm. And then, like, by the end of the day, my body was just completely.
I didn't even want to move or do, but I was just extra like couch locked, worse than any indica I've ever smoked. It was like that on what? like steroids. It was oh, not good. Shit. I did not enjoy that shit. I was like, man, I'm not functional right now. Like I need to lay down. <laughs> period. Period. Now, now I will say this. I don't know. I may in the future try not TACO, but I may try HHC because like my guy Dopajella came out with his own shit and I heard it's pretty good. Oh, no, I like HHC. And he smoked gas, gas. So for him to put his name on some HHC, I'm like, all right, I, I may try it in the future and see what it's like but you you've tried it right like how is how's your experience with hhc i really enjoyed hhc um i noticed that um depending on the strain the one that i had that was more of a sativa so the blue dream cart that i had mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it like um it brightened the colors around me like everything oh, wow. seemed like um I, it was very euphoric i was very much in the mood to talk to people and usually i'd stay in my own bubble i don't want to fucking talk to anybody when I'm yeah. like, working and stuff and like in the zone but mm-hmm. no I was like way more sociable and it didn't I wasn't anxious while I was doing it too okay okay so it took down some of your anxiety made you more sociable and shit that yeah. I mean and like stuff tastes way like way better like weed oh. makes stuff taste good but like like this <laughs> Man, the weed munchies be the worst. That's why, like, I after I, I wait to eat until after I smoke because my appetite is fucked up anyway. Yeah, um, from being on the meds for the depression, so I'm like, I don't really have an appetite, but that don't really work the fuck out with my my journey for real, for real. I'm like, you gotta eat to lose weight, and I have, you know, what I'm saying it's week sixty, is tired, but um. Yeah, I gotta smoke to even eat sometime. Like when I say, like I even eat today. I had I had oh, some yeah, water. I, I got some water right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm staying hydrated and shit. But hey, I when I, when plus once I'm in the zone and shit, like I'm an artist. So once I'm in that motherfucking realm, my creative realm, I'm not moving from that. It's going to be that until I finish the shit. Album coming soon, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. So, man, I got my my first debut album coming out that I'm putting out for the public. I'm I'm nervous because I'm giving y'all a piece of me and shit. I've been doing music since I was eight and shit. So putting this project out, I've been working on it for the last couple of years and everything. And I'm 90% done. Literally was working on it before I hopped on here. And, you know, to kick it with, with my homegirl, Cadaver. But, like, yeah, it's called Speak My Peace. It's going to be out at the end of this month. I just released, like, a little sneak pe- uh, sneak peek of one of the songs from uh, the album and shit called Shake That. So that's going to turn the fucking strip clubs up. Like, I'm, it's, it's like the, the album is all over the place. Like, y'all, if you was to hear that song and then you go listen to Exotics featuring Gangster Glamour. Make sure y'all go check that out. It's it's on all streaming platforms. Y'all was to check out these songs. Like I'm all over the place, but it work. Like I can. I'm very versatile. Like you will hear some R&B shit on there. You will hear some hood shit on there. You will hear some 
like honestly some alternative type of shit on there because i'm all over the place like so i'm really excited for everybody to hear this album like speak my peace it's coming the fuck out 614 ent is in the fucking building <laughs> but yeah that's what i've been working on yeah, man, I'm really excited. I listened to the sneak peek earlier, and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." I don't <laughs> yeah. really listen to a lot of club hits like that, but like yeah. I could tell, like I I could get down to that a little bit. I was like, "Okay, not too bad." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, and it's was crazy because I don't club hits. Like, oh man, I that's that's the first one I did in the last well shit over twenty years that I actually like. Like, I got a couple of little twerk songs, but I never they were never executed right. And I feel like just my growth and studying, just trying to, cause I'm mixing and mastering my album. I'm recording myself. So it's like learning that shit, actually learning properly how to mix shit and master and all this other extra shit. Like it's making me be more like everything got to be in a line. Like I'm a perfectionist when it comes to my art and I'm sensitive about my shit. Shout out to Erica Badu. <laughs> real shit. Like <laughs> real shit, man. Yeah, man. Well, you're definitely going to have to send me all the links so I can link that in the show notes because I want to make sure everybody gets in the know and shows the support that you need, man. Because I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Make sure y'all also go check out virtualsmokelounge.com. We just dropped some NFTs. Um, we got some merch and stuff up there. But we got, like I said, we got a lot of things coming. But shout out to the gang. <laughs> well, let me, no Rico, no Rico. Shout out to the fam. Like, ah, right, you. <laughs> This shit going on right now, you can't say you can't say and do or move how you want to even fucking move. The government no. trying to control every fucking every fucking thing you do. Next thing you know, when we turn around, I'm telling you, they go start char- trying to charge us for the air we breathe. They gonna be <laughs> fucked up <laughs> for real. I'm fried, y'all, man. I'm off this this little cart. <laughs> I'm fried, but for real, like real shit. Okay, so let's get back into the first, the last of this first half before we take a quick break. Maybe you should eat some after we take the break and then we'll finish off the episode. But hey, I'm not pushing you. I'm just saying, like, there's got to be some food in the house. There's (laughs) got to be. (laughs) Oh, cool. Oh, so next, I want to talk about the DARE program, the drug abuse resistance education, and the police officer dude. So did you have any of those dudes coming to your school? Y'all want to know a fucking funny thing, man? I was one of the winners of the essay contest for the DARE program. <laughs> <laughs> I got a medal and everything. If I find it, I'm going to post that shit so y'all can see. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I won a little, <laughs> little medal and shit in fifth grade. Oh, shit. Listen, the DARE Tiger, he disappointed all of us. Like uh, <laughs> shit, like what the fuck? But yeah, we had them in school, and of course, it was everything is bad. You know, all you know, weed is bad. Of course, crack. Of course, heroin. All that shit is bad. You know, that's. <sighs> I mean, but this is before I had did any education on any of this shit. You feel me? So. Yeah. Of course, I was like, oh, yeah, make the world a better place, man, please. <laughs> when I got older, I'm just telling y'all, do y'all's research. Make sure y'all, knowledge is power, for real. Y'all got to do y'all's research. 
Yeah, man. Just because everybody's like forcing stuff down your throat and like here's the information that you need to know, like you need to do your own research on stuff too, just so you can get a better understanding, a full, full spectrum understanding of what you're coming at instead of just being like, fuck weed. Because when I was younger, I was very anti weed as well. I come home, mm-hmm. I tell my mom, I said, man, these, these motherfucking kids, they're smoking weed with their parents. I'm ashamed of them. I'm embarrassed for them. And I was like, damn, that. That sucks. And I'm like, why does the house smell funny? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hell nah. Like, I feel like the D.A.R.E. program, they should remove marijuana from, from their say, no, the drugs campaign. If they're still doing this shit. I don't know if they are. Like, I don't know. Um, because... It, it has been slowly proven. Shit, it's being proven even now that we said earlier, cannabis helps more than it can hurt. Like, if you take, for example, heroin, that shit is extracted from morphine. That's the same shit you could be given in the hospital. Like, you know what I'm saying? The more you do it, the more you go get used to it, and you go want to chase that high. But with, I feel like with smoking cannabis you know what i'm saying you will people do it for different reasons now people do it recreationally cool people do it medicinal reasons everybody had their own fucking reasons but i i I don't see why weed is getting so much hate (laughs) i really don't man i don't i don't well i mean at one point they um the dare program did they were teaching about gateway drugs and um, they were talking about like alcohol, tobacco, um, mm-hmm. like inhalants and stuff. And they included weed in that. But they don't um, talk about that in their. But they mm-hmm. still believe that the plant is 100 percent harmful. Like it's a harmful, illegal substance that should be stayed away from. That's that's sad. So when them kids grow up, I hope they do their own fucking research. Once again, knowledge is power, man. Because, like, I I was like, I said, I won the war, you know, said why weed was bad and all all the other fucking drugs was bad. And now, look, I'm a I'm a cannabis influencer. (laughs) (laughs) So, shit, I mean, to each his own, man. Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of people out there that are at least coming to surface in the past couple years trying to change the conversation um, Mm -hmm. surrounding cannabis and try to offer more insights besides what the D.A.R.E. program and other programs are offering people and just spreading this misinformation. Um, The Mm -hmm. EEYCC or the Engaging and Educating Young Adult Cannabis Consumers Project was launched in 2020 uh, by Daniel Baylor and he was a professor at Humber College uh, Faculty in Social Community Services. So I'm pretty sure that's in Canada. Mm, but okay. um, they try to engage people. Um, they, they educate on like harm reduction information. So basically like um, if you like go low and slow, different things like um, keeping CBD nearby, Mm -hmm. Um, the different types of products and how to consume them. It talks about dabs as well, because, like, with the torches and stuff, that can get dangerous. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like with 
with weed, if I feel if I can't get high from the shit no more, I didn't did too much. I didn't I didn't did too much. The tolerance break. Like I don't I don't want to I I ain't about to smoke it. If I smoke, if I was a go smoke after this after this podcast and did not get fried, something is fucking wrong. <laughs> like you I, you I need to you know what I'm saying? Like need to take a step the fuck back. Like hell no. I just I don't know, man. People people do people. <laughs> people will be people, I guess. Yeah. But they try to offer like a stigma-free um informational approach to cannabis to change the conversation surrounding the herb starting with young adults which is exactly combating the DARE program, which is also trying to target young adults with their message. Like, come on, DARE program. Let's get it the fucking together. Like, I like, get that, like, the kids need to stay away from harmful drugs, yes. but they need to also show that, like, weed is not... Like, it's, it's, a, it's a medicine. It it's, is. like, not... Ah. It's a medicine. You said it. You said it right. It's literally a fucking medicine. That's why just the stigma on this shit, I don't get it because I'm like, you got people that smoke tobacco all day and they'll complain about the smell of weed. That shit bothers me. I'm like, how the fuck you looking at me crazy and complaining about this motherfucking smell, but you didn't smoke motherfucking 13 packs of Newports in 15 minutes <laughs> in 15 fucking minutes and you t- and you complain about we- what? That shit can kill you. Like that, that it is proven fact. Like there's commercials with people that has died from smoking fucking cigarettes. There is no commercials about people that has died from smoking weed. Yeah, so but the even the, need to stop. the commercials with the tobacco, I think those are really extreme. I don't know how often like those extreme cases happen, but far and few gotta be that people are like that. Yeah, it's that that shit, man. I just it's so much, it's so much bullshit as being just spread out in the world about a lot of things like i i don't get it i don't get it because at one at one point in time i don't know why but coke actually had coke in it like coca-cola had actually cocaine in that shit well what what what's going on like what's they using for like medicinally back in the day or some crazy shit yeah, when it came out in the 1800s, they were using it as a medicinal pep-up drink. It was basically their version mm-hmm. of an energy drink. And wow. um, as a polar opposite, there was Dr. Pepper, which I believe was like um, some type of heroin drink. What? No, no, it was a syrup. It was like a heroin syrup. What? Yeah, Hell they no. cough medicine or something. That shit is crazy. I got to see. <laughs> Gotta do some research after I get off here. I didn't know that. That's crazy as hell. Because the way that if you look at it, the way a lot of this shit is consumed, like I feel like sugar is a drug. You know what I'm saying? Like it is addictive. So that's cool. <laughs> like why the fuck is this shit not being, you know, y'all talking about weed. Y'all talking about some fucking weed, bro. 
some motherfucking weed. Make that shit. You nobody's ever gonna be able to make it make sense while it's still illegal. <laughs> I just want them to go ahead and across the board, but they're gonna try their fucking hardest if they do legalize this shit across the motherfucking board everywhere in the fucking United States. That shit gonna be hella taxed. Oh yes. It's gonna be hella taxed. <laughs> It's gonna be taxed for the consumer, for the grower, for everybody. It's gonna everybody. Nobody gonna wanna fuck with the shit. So I don't know. I think it's kind of it's like a thin line between okay, if if it does get legalized across the board, like what the fuck y'all gonna do with it? Versus, all right, we y'all taking time each state, state by state. You know, if they could. I feel like if they could just legalize it medicinally across the board, that's a fucking start in yeah. each state. That's a start. Like, I feel like that's not too much to ask for. And then, you know, whatever each state wants to do, they want to legalize it fully for recreational uh, use as well, then move forward with that. But I feel like they need to legalize it in every fucking state because one year I'll be hearing we have 48 states. Another year I'll be here we have 52 states. So every goddamn state that's a part of the United fucking states just make it fucking medicinal. You know? <laughs> that's it. Because shit. What I was pissed about when I got my card, because I had my shit as well, like, I did not know you have to pay yearly to keep your fucking car. It's all, it already like here. It costs it cost me like almost three hundred dollars to get it initially. Now, if you oh, want to keep God. it every year, it's one hundred and fifty dollars to two hundred dollars to renew it every year. Like so, like I said, they find it's a thin line, man. Like they go find some fucking way to tax you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Some way, free to plant, free to fucking plant. For real, man. And free everybody that's incarcerated for a non-fucking violent crime, especially weed. Free, free the guys, man. Cause I don't understand. I, I I don't understand that shit either. I don't understand how hard it is. Like why it's so hard for people who have non-drug, uh, non-violent drug offenses to then go into the cannabis space because there's just so many laws against them. Like that doesn't seem fair to me. Man. I have uh, so many people close to me that that got tied up in in that shit, like just in the system. Once you get in there, it's easy to get in. I'm gonna tell y'all that it's easy to get the fuck there. It is very very fucking hard to stay the fuck about. But once you get in there, you're fucking stuck because you can't vote. There's certain jobs you have a stigma, you know. And then these people going to fucking jail for a sack of motherfucking weed make it make sense holding up space it costs billions it's billions of dollars to to house these inmates like billions we're paying for that the taxpayers is paying for that look at inflation and shit right now because they talking about by the end of the year i'm where i'm at gas is gonna go up to eight between eight to ten dollars if it oh. go up to eight to ten fucking dollars, I'm I'm not leaving my house. 
<laughs> make sure y'all catch me at the VSL, the virtual smoke lounge. Cause I'm like real shit. I'm not <laughs> the fuck like $10. Cause you imagine Cadabra if gas was $10 a gallon. No way. I'd be walking like, <laughs> man, get the good shoes on and get up early and walk. There's no way. There's, I, the I gas is going down a little bit here. And I heard it's because of recession supposed to be coming about soon, but I'm not sure about that. I haven't heard a lot of information. Man, we've been in the middle of a fucking recession for the last couple of goddamn years. Like we've been we've been stuck in that shit. Like they need to the the thing that I'm pissed about is when I did see uh Biden and the administration, you know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers, they talking about doing like a I think it was like a gas tax cut or some shit. It was some shit where it would help offset the cost of gas, but it was only like 10 or 12 cent, some shit like off per gallon. That's not going to help, bro. This shit need to go back. I'm sorry. It need to go back down to when we was in the middle of a fucking middle of COVID. Like it was like a dollar 80. Right. (laughs) For real. (laughs) I, I really don't know what's going on with the gas and like I'm not really sure like if there's a lot there nobody really knows what's going on with the gas either it's not just us at home it's people who are in charge of the prices mm-hmm. they don't really know so the market's just kind of going here and there and they're basing it off of each other trying to compete but also just like stay afloat too. If they go down too low on on prices, then everybody's going to take their gas and they're going to be out. So they're going to have shortage problems. And there's going to be there's going to be a problem no matter where this goes. How the fuck is there a like? I'm trying to figure this shit out. Talking about shortages, how the fuck is there a shortage on baby formula? But but Roe versus Wade just got overturned. Make that make sense? How? How? I I went to the store. First of all, I don't even like going to the store anymore. I prefer to pick my shit up online and go the fuck home. But <sighs> I went into the store. I had to run in there. And this, this lady, it looked like she was like a new mom. She was looking for a formula. The shelves was bare. And she was on the phone with somebody. She was like, I ain't never in all my years seen this shit. And I'm, I looked over. I'm like, there was nothing there. I went to another store. There was nothing there. Like, I ain't never seen that in my 34 years. Like, how? How? How does that how does that work? Like, how does that happen? Basically, how? how, how? <laughs> it, like, it, the building had a whole bunch of regulation problems that ended up getting it shut down that should have been addressed and fixed long time ago but it just never was until they got caught in it and it was all so bad that they just had to shut it down see that's why you gotta you gotta stay on stay on your fucking p's and q's it it shouldn't take something going to hell for us to fix it yep period (laughs) it shouldn't man it shouldn't at all but uh yeah let's take a quick break and okay. then we'll get and finish out this episode. It's definitely going to be a long one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. All right. We'll be back.
If you've heard Smoke to Smoke's episode about building your own smoke stash, you might be interested in doing that yourself. Well, now with our new affiliate, we made that just a bit easier for you. Top of the Galaxy is an online one-stop shop for all your smoke needs. Whether you prefer bongs, blunts, or dabs, or just want to try something new, these guys have got something for you. And if you're a medical can consumer like me, you are able to get an additional discount on their products year-round. That's not all, though. You can shop accessories from a huge variety of popular brands like Puffco, Cookies, Grab Flabs, Yocan, Raw, Ooze, Snoop Dogg Pounds, and many, many more. If you thought that was a list, you should check out their website to see how many more of your favorite brands they carry. You won't have to wait by the window for the mailman for too long either because these guys have two to three day shipping and it's free for all orders in the U.S. The best part is every time you make a purchase with these guys, they go out and they plant a tree. So now, you may be wondering, how can I contribute? You want to know how you can smoke trees while they plant trees? Well, it's pretty simple. You can go to the show notes and use the affiliate link when you shop, and you can use our code smoke to smoke 420 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. That is S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 at checkout. Let's get back to the show. Do you have a question you want to ask or do you want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoketosmoke420 at gmail.com or you can send me a voice message on Anchor FM. Please be sure to give the show a review and share the show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that Smoke to Smoke has a cannabis now? The podcast is currently hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so I have severely reduced how often I post on there as to not get the account disabled. But you can check out smoke to smoke underscore podcast on Cannabuzz, and daily I post on there the Dabtionary and Anatomy of a Strain infographics, and they're all uncensored and you don't have to worry about me getting banned from there. So thank you all for tuning in this week and be sure to check in on Cannabuzz. I'll see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream. Now, after I recorded both halves of the episode with Cuddy, um, it came out to be around two hours long, and here at Smoke to Smoke, we like to keep it at around an hour at max. So this is actually going to be a two-parter. You just heard the first half, and you can stay tuned for next week's episode where you will hear me and Cuddy again, but we will this time be discussing uh, being online, showing your love for the plant as a cannabis content creator, as well as Brittany Griner and what's going on with her right now. Um, please stay aware of everything that's going on in the news with her and try to spread as much awareness as you can. And of course, be safe. All my cannabis and hemp content creators out there and my 
can of consumers. Continue to shine as bright as you can and as safely as you can. And of course, to all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly. I'll see you next Wednesday. We'll be right back.